Amy and Lita are here. Hi, guys. Are you hiding out from the storm like we are? Yeah, and we ran into each other out front. Isn't that just the weirdest? The same thing happened to us. I came up to review socioeconomics, biochem, English lit, and Spanish until it stopped raining. Eh, uh, I just came up for a shake. Well, both stories sound karmic. Yeah, I knew we were meant to meet up here, don't you think? Yeah, but there's one of us missing, though. Ah, <laughs> uh, Serena doesn't have a karmic bone in her body, except for food. Moon Podcast Escalation! My name is Jordan D. White. My name is Chris Sims, and this is Sailor Business. It's the podcast where we sit down with a friend and watch every episode of the classic 1992 Sailor Moon anime and talk about just why it is that we love it so much. Except for this episode. Like, look, I feel like I've been really negative over the past couple weeks, and I don't like that. And I know that I know that our listeners are here for a celebration of Sailor Moon. And look. I still like Sailor Moon. So you I don't think. like this episode either? No, I think this episode's terrible. I think this episode is terrible. Well, we are going to be watching episode 64 of Sailor Moon, which is called In Search of the Silver Crystal, Chibiusa's Secret. Right away, we've got a problem. Uh, but maybe we can have a little fun with it with the help of our guest this week. Returning from last week's episode, Siobhan Hode is here. Siobhan, welcome back. Thanks, guys. I am, I am sorry that these are the two episodes you had to get. See, my wife hated this episode last night she hated it so much like she was so angry for the entire episode all the time and i was like come on this episode's cute it's fun and apparently again i'm alone well aiden was not a fan either a- like aiden was like she was reading a book while i watched the episode and she just looks at me because i hate children <laughs> i will say there's one there's one really bright shining moment in this oh, episode I that I can't wait to talk about. Yeah, we I know. I can guess what this is. <laughs> it's canon, Jordan. It's canon. We'll get there. We'll get there. Now, Siobhan, do you have any 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 pre-episode thoughts? Like, did you like I said, I like I feel kind of bad for you because I feel like you got two that are kind of rough. Like last last week's episode had some fun stuff, <laughs> but you know, had, had a kind of terrible inciting incident that made it hard to get into. This one, I think, is just kind of, Um, I think this one has some fun moments. I'm not as negative on it, but I, you know, I wouldn't say it's one of my favorites. I feel like it's going to come back. Like, once the, the, once the Black Moon Clan starts getting sent to their human apartment, spoiler warning, uh, once Katzi gets sent, like, gets sent to live in an apartment, I think the show gets, I think it picks up. Once, certainly once, once a dark lady shows up, I, I, I think we got something going on but yeah siobhan we talked to you about your history with sailor moon just to catch everybody up you are relatively new to sailor moon you got into it as an adult but if people want to hear about that go check out last week's episode where we talk about it for now i think we're going to talk about uh some listener questions that we have gotten from twitter yes i have lots of twitter questions for us to address uh here's one from matt robottom every week you talk about watching sailor moon with a friend what foes would you watch the show with (laughs) 
this is this is not a show of of enemies. <laughs> yeah, but it could be. <laughs> I feel like I like I feel like we've come like look, Betty's a friend, but I feel like she has come like there there's been some uh some enmity about our differing views on certain Sailor Scouts. I don't want to watch Sailor Moon with enemies. I want them to become my friends and then we can watch Sailor Moon. Aww. I want to do like moon healing on all my enemies and make them my friends. What if Queen Beryl watched it with us? That'd be fun. That would be great. I would watch it with any kings of heaven. Well, but they're not they're not ladies. Oh, that's true. It's true. <laughs> we could get we could get American zoocyte. Okay. <laughs> Uh, American Mar- dub zoocyte. Or any of the Dark Moon clan would be fine. Yes. Except Rubius. Rubius, though. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Which of the Dark Moon clan would you like to watch an episode with? I mean, I like, I mean, I like Birdie the best. I was going to see, I was going to say Katzy. Like, yeah. I feel like one of those episodes where where it's very, like, where we do the fashion break to talk about their outfits, which I think we're going to do later on in this one. Sure. Like, that would be a good time to have Katzy on. Sure. She has a lot to say. Uh, uh, let's Siobhan, see. do you have any enemies you would watch Sailor Moon with? <laughs> uh no. That's for the best. Here's a here's a technical question for you, Chris. Jesus Casada says, on episode twenty through twenty-five, you spoke of a Sailor Moon SNES game. Is it an imported one? I saw one on Amazon. Will it play on my SNES? Now that was uh that was from my short-lived assurance that we would start a segment called Motoki's Game Corner where I would play through uh Sailor Moon Another Story, which is uh an RPG. Uh, based on uh, the first season of Sailor Moon on Super NES. I still do intend to finish that up, but I I haven't in a while. Like, one of my New Year's resolutions, really get on top of playing that Sailor Moon. So do you know, SNES. I don't know the details. Like, if he bought it on Amazon, would it play on his SNES? Or is it, is, is it, is it, are they like, like, like DVDs, like restricted by region and stuff? I do not believe, I mean, look, I'm going to, I'm going to pull back the curtain a little bit. This is a game that came out 20 years ago, so I don't really feel bad about playing an emulated version of it, but I do not know if the Super NES was region locked. I do not believe it was, but I would suggest uh, checking that out. I do have a Super NES. Do you uh, really? That's awesome. It is in the box. <laughs> it is uh, at my mom's house uh, in, in the shed. It is a, like... And this was during like PlayStation Two days. I was at a like a Walmart or a Target or something, and they had a table, and there was like an SNE like like a couple of SNESs, uh, the second design of them for like twenty bucks, and I was like, yeah, I'll take one of those. Sure. So in theory, I could I could play it on an SNES if I had an old TV to hook it up to, but I do not know. I do not think the the Super NES was uh was region locked, but I would say check that out to make sure. Christopher Crawl wants to know, if there was an alternate universe where the Senshi were evil and the Negaverse was good, what would the Scouts' plans be to steal energy? Ooh, interesting. Interesting. That is. I mean, okay, the easiest one is Venus, to me. Uh, she would absolutely be doing a thing where she was like, I'm the most famous person and I will steal people's energy by them being fans of me. I feel like their plans would all be the same plans that they have to, like... They would just be going around like entering contests and entering skiing competitions and trying to get Umino to uh, hit the high notes. Oh, no, dude, dude, dude. Amy's plans would be the best because they would all fail. <laughs> Amy's plans would be like, I know, I'll start a study group. 
and all the children will come and feel very serious about it and study and put all their energy into it and I'll get their energy and then like no one will show up. Humans these days are really <laughs> interested in math. Exactly. Exactly. It would be the best. I mean, uh, update. Update. Oh. It seems that uh, Japanese Super Famicom cartridges cannot be inserted into an SNES due to physical uh, limitations. They made the cartridges a slightly different shape. Ah, well, there so, you go. There you go. I mean, I think, I think, and I think Ray would probably do temple-based stuff. Pa- possibly, possibly. Uh, but she also wants to be a singer. Yeah. So she would go she with wants... Venus on her on her concert tour, too. <laughs> she wants to be the world's most famous uh, singer slash priestess. Yeah. Do you think that a Jupiter would go the baking route or the fighting route? <laughs> no one has said she can't do it all. <laughs> no, but she has to do one at a she's gonna have a baking sale wrestling match? Yeah. Okay. Like if okay. If the next episode of the show we watched involved a bake sale slash wrestling match, would you at all be surprised? <laughs> Would that at all be out of character for this show? A little bit, but usually they we focus saw one on about, one. We saw one about a a school talent show slash fashion show once. Yeah, I mean, fashion's like a talent. Were they dressed Alan and Anna as... as Aliens. As Fat Man the Human Flying Saucer from 60s comics? <laughs> All right, well, I think that would be a lot of fun. Uh, <laughs> I'm going to sneak this one in before you ban it. If Batman was fighting Superman... Banned. I haven't gotten to a crossover yet. And I, don't, tu- I don't care. And I'm, Tuxedo Mask showed up. And <laughs> who would hit Tuxedo Mask first? Oh, well, <laughs> Superman has super speed, so. <laughs> but wouldn't Batman have planned how to hit him <laughs> ahead of time? I think, like, <laughs> I think I planned how to hit Tuxedo Mask ahead of time. Oh. Um, I don't know that Batman is particularly concerned with Tuxedo Mask. Oh, well. Oh, no. Gosh, I don't know the answer to this one. I, I can probably find out, though. Which uh, Travis Anderson says, which Sailor Scout are you based on your Zodiac sign? Ooh, interesting. Siobhan, what is your, what is your Zodiac sign? <laughs> if it's okay to uh, ask. <laughs> so, so, so I was going to say Tiger, but um, it's the, the other Zodiac, not the Chinese Zodiac, uh, Taurus. Uh, let me, let me, I'm going to check with Devin. Devin, yes. how does it work? How do we know what Sailor Scout Zodiac sign correspondence is? Do you know anything about this? Oh, okay, she doesn't know. I think you just look up their birthdays. Oh, just like what birth? How? Oh. If it's that it's, simple, it's, Jordan, that's how horoscopes work, bro. I know, but I thought there was some sort of like Mercury is associated with this zodiac sign, like not because her birthday, but because of like called what Sailor Scout are you based on your? Sign? So maybe okay. That will well, tell let's us. let's take this BuzzFeed quiz live right it's a, now. It's a one question quiz. All right, I'm going first. Sagittarius. Okay. I'm surprised you, I'm honestly surprised this is not start with you. Before I get to this question, let me preface this by saying astrology is nonsense. Oh, I thought that went without saying, Chris, but I guess I better clarify. <laughs> astrology is nonsense, guys. Oh, really, really going hard at, uh, at, at the concept of horoscopes. They're, well, they're super bullshit. Anyway, uh, I'm Sailor Jupiter. I don't know. I've seen some very accurate Tumblr posts about... Uh, you know what my favorite which, thing to which, do is- you ever, you ever go into those things where where they you you'll, you'll go into a store and they'll have those racks of everybody every birthday and you pick up your birthday and you go oh, oh my god it describes me exactly what I like mm-hmm. to do is just grab a random one and read that and you know what it describes me exactly <laughs> Chris what's your sign <laughs> uh, I am a Leo which means according to this quiz I am Sailor Mars 
Oh man. <laughs> Siobhan, as a as a Taurus, it says you are Sailor Venus. Okay. I did go to the Sailor Moon wiki. Uh, they've got a page for every zodiac sign. And it for Taurus, it says Venus officially rules over zodiac signs Taurus and Libra, but Sailor Venus only rules over Libra. I don't know what that means. That is weird. but I'll take it. Yeah, I guess Libra would also give you Venus. Well, that's fun. Now we know, and now you all know. And if you want to know yours, what was what was yours, Jordan? Cube. I don't remember yours. Jupiter what was yours. Yours was Jupiter. How did you get Jupiter and I get Mars? This is you know what astrology is nonsense. That's what <laughs> about that. See, I told you. Not to mention, if it wasn't nonsense, you would get Usagi. <laughs> you would not get Jupiter. Exactly. <laughs> anyway, I got Sailor Chibi Moon, which is. I guess really appropriate. That was fun. Let's see. What do we got? Any more tweets? I think we do. We've got lots and lots and lots. If Queen Beryl, her generals, and Yoma challenged the wise man, the Black Moon Clan, and the droids to a football game, who would win? It became a football game at the last second. I did not see that coming. This this, <laughs> this sounds like a crossover question. Between a thing and a sport. It's not really a crossover. I don't know. I, I don't even want crossover questions between Sailor Moon and Sailor Moon R. That's, that's oh, how Chris, harsh I am. If, if you were that harsh, you'd have to ban questions between Sailor Moon and wrestling. Mm, okay. Never mind that. <laughs> I don't know anything about football. I, I, all I know is they would all get concussions and, and die. <laughs> Jeez, Jordan. <laughs> I just I saw a movie. It told Jeez. me. It told me. We're, like, we're trying to have a good time here, buddy. <laughs> Tell Will Smith that, man. Good lord. <laughs> I I would predict I would predict that uh the barrel and the, the four kings would win that. Based based purely Sexist. on No, like Nephrite's <laughs> I'm kidding, Nephrite's I'm kidding. physical like he has been very physical with the monsters. I think he would uh I think he would pull it out. He would score a touchdown and celebrate by eating a parfait, an entire chocolate parfait in the end zone. <laughs> yeah, because he would have Molly as his personal cheerleader that would cheer him on. Exactly. Exactly. All right. Hey, hey, Siobhan, there's a question here from you. Oh, okay. That, that was a while ago. Yeah, well, we're a little, we're a little ways back. Uh, Siobhan asked us, <laughs> aside from the detention app, Ale and Anne have to be worse students than Usagi, right? That's a tough one. Because Usagi's really lousy. Like, I, I mean, because that's the thing. Just, just, just seeing Usagi going about her day, I think she's a more competent human being than Alan and Anne are. But then you see her actual test scores, and she gets a 30, which is pretty low. Well, I was trying to imagine, like, what kind of essay they would be handing in at school <laughs> if they have trouble with, like, lunch, human languages. Sure. Um, yeah, like, basically, I was like, should these guys be, like, sent back to kindergarten or, like, like have, like, a really personalized, like, special education plan because they need to catch up on a lot of stuff. Sure. Sure. Yeah. They don't know. They don't know anything. I mean, that's the th that's the thing. We, we don't ever see them interacting with an actual subject. The only mm -hmm. in fact, I, am, am I wrong that the only subject we ever even see Usagi in is English class? Have we ever seen her taking another class? I don't feel like we have. We've definitely seen Haruna teaching English. Yeah. I don't remember seeing her ever do math or science or history or, or anything else <laughs> at all. So. Yeah, we don't know. We don't know how, how she is at that, it's, which is funny considering how we see Amy talking about math nonstop. We never actually see a math class. Yeah, well, maybe they maybe somebody like somebody at, uh, at, at the animation studio was like, guys, we've got enough math content. <laughs> Put her in English, please. D do not 
put her in math. Well, that, but that makes, like, that does make sense, though, because Ami's not in Usagi's class. Uh... She's in a... She's not, like, we never see her in the classroom, do we? Well, it's always, know... like, Usagi and Umino and Naru. I don't know how... I don't know how their classes work. I mean, oh, I guess that is true. When I was in middle school, I was not with the same group of students every, every subject. I was we we were we would have to walk from class to class, and we would be in a different group of people for for, for each class. That that that's true. That's true. So I don't know. Uh, if anybody knows that, they can tell us. Uh, you can write into us at sailorbusinesspodcast at gmail or you can tweet us at at sailorbusiness and let us know. Do Japanese middle school kids stay in the same? group of children for the entire day are they in for every subject or are they switching around like we do oh devin is devin is actually raising her hand across the room and telling me that they stay with the exact same group of of people so never mind amy is in the same year as as serena but she would never be in an actual class with her yeah no that's that's not happening i do like i do think though siobhan i i think you said it best you pointed out that uh, among the subjects that uh, Alan and Anne have trouble with is lunch. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so because well, they don't need to eat. Remember, she goes. I just drain blend. energy. <laughs> they got to know. Announce that you don't eat. <laughs> yeah, sure. All you have to do in lunch class, if you are a Doomtree alien, is literally just sit quietly. Oh man, I want to see the scene in like uh, like science class where they're talking about astronomy and like they accidentally talk about like firsthand space experience. <laughs> they start bringing up xenobiology. <laughs> sure, sure. Being like, yeah, you know, it's like when you're like, it's like when you're a child of a space tree. You know, <laughs> <laughs> it's just a xenobiology. Relatable. Oh, good times. All right. Well, I think that's a, that's a good number of, of Twitter questions. We still have lots to answer, which we can answer later. But don't let that stop you from sending us more questions because we want more and more all the time. We're selfish for them. We're hungry for them. At Sailor Business. I do want to point out, uh, in addition to questions someone sent us, uh, this was uh, at Settle Chaos, sent us a picture of a amazing bootleg Sailor Mercury figure. Yeah. Planet from Girl. the line Planet Girl. Uh, which has fantastic bootleg art of all the scouts, and they're just all the wrong colors. Like the figures, is, like the figure is hilariously miscolored. And I, if anyone knows where I can get a line of Planet Girl figures, I want to put them up on the opposite shelf of my high-end SH figures. Figure. Let me just pause for one second and look in my in in a in a drawer. I'll be right back. Oh, okay. I'm back. I, I, I used to have three, I don't think they were this figure, They because this figure is a little too big, but three terrible bootleg Sailor Moon figures f I got from a dollar store, I and I used to have them, and I don't know where they are now. I thought I knew where they were. I was wrong. Uh, I am searching eBay currently for bootleg Sailor Moon merchandise, and uh, uh, it's just real Sailor Moon merchandise is coming up, which is very frustrating. Well, just look for Planet Girl. <laughs> I did, and uh, Planet Girl bought, brought up some... Planet Girl brought us... Oh my, I'm scared. That's it, we, we were ready to move on. Okay, right, <laughs> let's do the episode then. How about that? <laughs> Alright, now is the time for us to move into episode 64 of Sailor Moon R, In Search of the Silver Crystal, Chibiusa Secret. Uh, as we've said in the past, uh, you can watch all of Sailor Moon uh, up through... God, what are we up to? Stars? I don't on, think they're uh, at on stars yet. Are they, are they all the way up to stars? Wow, that's awesome. They're, they're pretty far. You're not uh, you're not that far in, are you? No, I am not that far in. I'm 
I don't think I'm at the end of R yet. I'm just past uh, uh, Wicked Lady. But yeah, Sailor Sailor Moon Sailor Stars is up on Hulu Plus right now. Chris, get ready. Prepare yourself. It's not the one we just saw there, but I found a planet girl. Oh, okay. It looks Ooh. awful. Ooh. <laughs> it <Ooh>. looks hideous. <laughs> That's, that is a rough one. <laughs> It is not a good looking doll. Ooh. Also, it's 30 euros. Yeah, it says 30, yeah, 3261 to buy it now in American. Yikes. Anyway, Sorry. Uh, episode 64 of Sailor Moon R. Uh, you can get caught up if you want. If you don't have the time to get caught up, I haven't done this in a while. Jordan, can I get like five seconds? All right, I'll allow it. Five seconds is all you get. You have to use five all seconds. five of them, though. Okay, I can. I. I I might have some time left over at the end, but I'll figure out a way to fill it. Okay. But I feel like five seconds can just get this knocked out really quick. Just like, just get everybody caught up in a quick five seconds. Is that cool with you? Yes. All right. I'm going to assume that everybody knows, like, I'm not going to go through the whole, uh, our heroine is Usagi Skino. She's 14 years old. She's a cancer. Her blood type was O. Her birthstone is a pearl. That stuff you should already know by now. Yeah. You need, you need to get caught up on that in the previous 16. three episodes of this show but what i will say is that right now in the show uh usagi and memoru are broken up because memoru is having mysterious visions and we won't find out what those are about for a little while yet i assure you it's gonna be dumb but they are currently broken up so usagi is trying to figure out a way to make herself stronger in the meantime their daughter from the future has come back falling out of the sky uh and she is looking for the silver crystal and I don't think we're quite sure why until this episode. But that is what's going on with Usagi and Memoru and Chibiusa in their little circle of the plot. Meanwhile, let's see, uh, Sailor Mars, Reihino, the hot-headed psychic, she just got a new attack. Sailor Venus, Minako Aino, continues to have the personality of a block of wood. <sighs> and uh, Sailors Mercury and Jupiter, Ami Mizuno and Makoto Kino, are madly in love. That's not <sighs> accurate. They are so happy together. Was that five seconds? Do I have any time left? One second left. Okay, one second left. All right, there's also two cats. Good, you there's, got it. Uh, that's, it. that's five. <laughs> okay, that's five. Okay, now we're ready to go. Now we're ready to go. Um, while you were talking, I put in a, a Planet Girl mask that you can buy. Ooh, I don't, I, <laughs> I'm not sure I want to see this. Ah! <laughs> <laughs> that's upsetting. Okay. <laughs> it comes with earrings. Anyway, so this episode is called, what you said it was called, in America, in Deekland, they called it Trouble Comes Thundering Down. They like to repeat okay. themselves, because wasn't there an episode called Jupiter Comes Thundering In? I believe that was. I believe that was Jupiter's first appearance. Yeah, yeah. Which they should have just called The Powerful Girl in Love with Ami. That's not what they do. That's not how it, and it's especially not in the first episode. See, I'm pretty sure it is. See, I'm pretty sure it's you, you've got, now you've got, you, the Powerful Girl in Love is a pretty good name for Jupiter. You just need a, a non-insulting name for Venus. <laughs> Ugh, it's tough. It's tough. <laughs> You'll think of one. Because, like, I mean, if Venus would do something, we really okay. Because, Chris, it's it's when you when you think of a name for Venus, then we'll can have then we'll have all the scouts and we can put out a t-shirt line. Oh, that's true. That is true. Because I we think plenty of people line. would want to wear a powerful girl in love t-shirt, and plenty of people would want to want to wear a 
uh, kind-hearted girl genius t-shirt. I don't know how many would want to wear a hot-headed psychic t-shirt, but there you go. Well, how many hot-headed psychics do we know, Jordan? <laughs> don't say it. Do not. Do not start. <laughs> you asked. You asked me. Do not me. start. <laughs> I, am, I don't know why I'm waving my coffee cup threateningly at my microphone, but that is what I am doing right now. Okay, well... Got, you know what? In, this is a, a, a action steps, readers and readers. I mean, listeners. <laughs> action steps, listeners. If you could think of a good, concise name for Venus in the way that we have: hot-headed psychic, kind-hearted girl genius, powerful girl in love. Send it in to us either at the Twitter at Sailor. Probably at the Twitter is easier at Sailor Business because it should be short. So, do we have one? Do we have one for Usagi? Though I uh, guess we have like fourteen years old. <laughs> Cancer, blood type O, birthstone is pearl, which would be very specific. No, no, what's the thing about Sailor Moon? Keep going. What's the Sailor Moon part? Yeah, that's the, that's the Usagi part. Champion of love and justice. Oh, champion of love and justice. Okay. And also okay. probably, what's the one <laughs> specializes in taking, eating, sleeping? Eating, sleeping, and taking the easy way out. Yes, there we go. That's the shirt I would wear. <laughs> I would get one of those, like, black shirts with the white Helvetica, eating and sleeping and taking the easy way out. That would be good. <laughs> nice. Nice. All right, let's start the episode. If we could go back to like 2012 and make up all these Sailor Moon t-shirts, we're going to make so much money. I know. If only. No, people would still... Listeners, tweet at Chris. Well, tweet at the account, I guess, and at Chris. Tweet at the show, at Sailor Business. And tell him that you'll buy these shirts. I feel like Siobhan might have left. (laughs) (laughs) No, Uh, we've just been excluding I was just taking a break while you guys were doing t-shirt business, but... (laughs) Would you wear one of our (laughs) t-shirts? Uh, I feel like if I wore a shirt that said, like, kind-hearted girl genius, people would just ask me math problems all day long. Um, but, I mean, yeah, I'd, I'd consider it. I'd take a look. Yeah. You, you could pick, uh, you could get one that just says Yakety Yak Cat from Outer Space and then have people asking if you are a people uh, instead. Uh, anyway, we open at Black Moon Clan headquarters, and it is hot. It is a hot day in old... Uh, BMCHQ. That's another good shirt. Is a Run BMC in the Run DMC logo for the Black Moon Clan. Uh, people will just be super confused by that. No one will get that in the world. Ah, it'll be great. It'll be like that'll be great. That'll be a Kickstarter reward. We'll do that one. The sisters. We have who do we have? We have uh, Bertier. We have Cohen. We have Pets, and we have Calaveras. Right? Is that is that all four of them? Yeah, Pets is Prisma, and Calaveras is Avery. I think. So they are all kind of sitting around in headquarters bickering at each other. Oh, yeah, that's right. I'm wrong. These are not floaty doors. They're floaty mirrors, which work as well. Yeah, they all enter and exit this, the conference room, the Black Moon Clan conference room, uh, through full-length mirrors uh, that they also sit around so that they can apply their makeup. (laughs) Uh, Calaveras, right, says... What is the line of the episode right up front, which is, what do you think of this lip gloss? I'm thinking of making the color of death all the rage this summer. Yep. That is amazing. I think in the Deke version, she says something to the effect of, like, what do you think? Does this, does this black go with my corpse-like pallor? <laughs> Speaking of uh, making the color of death all the rage this summer, you know that uh, the, the Pantone colors of the year, Jordan, I'm sure you heard about this. I have no idea what you're talking about. Well, Pantone always like name something the color of the year every oh, okay. year. Do you know what the for for 2016 they named two colors the for the first time ever. No, what are they? Uh do you know what they are? No. Well, it is it is a uh, a light blue and a pink and they are called Serenity, 
and rose quartz. What? Are they listening to our show? I think I think they might be. But uh, because of that, a lot of people have drawn Queen Serenity and Rose Quartz from Steven Universe, like, hanging out in those colors. Sure. <laughs> which I like. Pretty, pretty great. That's awesome. Anyway, the, so the color of death, we'll see if that makes it to 2017. We'll, we'll see. We'll know they're listening if that happens. Well, you know, black is full of sin, says Bertie. <laughs> is, is it? Well, that's what Bertie says. I know we've seen pets before, but this is the first time that I noticed that her dress has nipples on the outside. <laughs> <laughs> I think that it's her her <laughs> her boobs are made into eyes. Oh, like because they seem to have eyelashes and irises. <laughs> Those nipples okay. were irises. I just a guess I though. See it now. What do you think, Chris? You got thoughts? Uh, I mean, they certainly appear to be nipples. But you see, they could be eyes. Uh, I feel like they're nipples. <laughs> I guess they're like I guess they're eyes because they have eyelashes. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, but like, who who am I to fathom? It's so that she can be like, my eyes are down here. (laughs) That's terrible. There you go. So Cohen, fresh off of her defeat, just starts dragging her sisters because she tells first she tells uh, pets that gold is too bright, and she tells Calaveras that. Uh, your mascara is too heavy. I think you need to rethink your makeup. Oh, wait. Which one is which? Uh, so which one's the green one and which pets. one's the... Pets. Oh, no, no. You're right. You're right. Calaveras is the one in the gold. Pets is the one in the green. Okay. This, okay. Oh, it's, it's, hard, it's hard to keep them straight sometimes. You know how to defeat the Black Moon Clan is you throw them an apple and say it's for the most beautiful. <laughs> you often throw apples, Jordan? This is a mythology reference, Chris. I know what it is. <laughs> Yes, I, I throw really a lot of apples. So what? <laughs> I'm like a a, a a very easy to defeat villain in a, a video game. You're, you're tuxedo apple. Oh, there you go. Just throwing apples at people. <laughs> Farewell. <laughs> Bonk. That was, I like that's what I want to be. That's my that's my cosplay for my next convention. Tuxedo apple. Tuxedo apple. But wait, hold on. <laughs> it's the mask that he's named after, not the roses. <laughs> Are you gonna wear an apple face? Sure, why not? All right, I'm in. I'll have a little apple hat. They're going to do something. It's been playing while we've been talking about apples, and I got distracted because I really like apples. What are, what's the plan here today? <laughs> How do you like them apples? <laughs> you, I couldn't help it. You said it. You said you really like apples. I do like apples. <laughs> well, how do you like them apples? So, for the last four episodes, <laughs> we have seen the Black Moon Clan attempting, I guess, three episodes. Has it been four or three? Three, right? No, they've been going after crystal points. Four. This is the fourth. This is the fourth. Yeah, last is, three okay. episodes. Yeah, last three episodes they've been going after crystal points. Rubius has apparently decided that that plan's on hold for a week. They're going to stop going after crystal points. Go back to going directly after Rabbit. Rabbit is Chibiusa, by the way. Just heads up, <laughs> Rabbit uh, is the girl whose name means little rabbit. So not the not the girl whose name just means rabbit. I mean, yeah, but whatever. Her real name is Rabbit. Yes. So are you saying that, like, so is this, like, a translation problem that they have? Like, they showed up and saw the name Yusagi and, like, somehow translated it to rabbit and now are going, like, rabbit. Well, I don't know, because, like, they do in the Japanese audio, they say rabbit. They say rabito. No, that's what I'm saying. So I don't think they roll their R's like I did, but uh, I put a little extra on it for the listeners. (laughs) You Uh, go the extra mile. Nicely done. They do not seem as focused as any of the other villains. 
No, they're more interested like, in looking good. I guess that's true. I guess that is true. Because now they're like, okay, look, crystal points not working out. Three in a row, we've screwed up. What we're going to do instead is make a big thunderstorm. And since Rabbit, we know, is scared of thunder and lightning, she'll just run outside, which is what you do when there is thunder and lightning. Nope. This is a bad plan. This is a bad plan for a lot of reasons. But specifically, it's a bad plan because they will have to monitor the entirety of Tokyo to see who runs outside. <laughs> at the very least, the Juban district. Like, at the very least, they gotta they gotta have eyes on a lot of ground. Sure. So, I don't know if I have different subtitles than you, um, but I've got... So, Rubius, you know, says he, they want to scare Chibiusa with the storm, but that when she's frightened, she'll release her energy. Oh, I guess, I guess he does say that, but I thought they wanted her to run outside. Did I pick that up somewhere? Like, that might be in the new dub, but surely they wouldn't change that, right? Well, they've, had, they've, I, they've added some stuff to the new dub, according to the stuff you've told us. I mean, they, they have a little, and they, they add a little bit in this episode that's really fun, but maybe maybe I have that wrong. Either way, I, th- I feel like it's a dubious plan. It's not a great plan. I mean, plus, I also wonder how do they know she's afraid of thunder? It's girls no... are afraid of thunder. Oh, Did, okay. Didn't we just learn that? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. This is no let's go get energy from Naru Osaka in terms of plans. This is not even a they used to like to ski on the moon. I'll have a skiing contest. No. Oh, OK. Yes. <laughs> I just went back. I just went back and listened to the Viz dub and uh, Pet says she'll run outside and we can eliminate her. <laughs> And Rubius is like, yes, that is what I want to do. <laughs> that's Very that's nice. a way worse plan. I mean, it, it is a way worse plan, except it is exactly what happens. <laughs> yeah, but it's a coincidence that that's what happens. Because, I like, mean, that is true. Uh, you, you would think if you would run inside if it was raining and thundering. Uh, especially, and if you were already inside, you would hide under your bed or something. You're not going to come out. Yeah, except, except that they are correct. Except that they are... Completely right. Because she doesn't have a support system. Doesn't she, though? Because she does by the end of this episode. Well, we'll see. Pets calls up a droid. Now, I want to stop for a second, because they mentioned droid in the first episode, and I was like, what? And and I let it go. But now it seems like their monsters are called droids. Their monsters are called droids. We've gone from Yoma. I'm going to have to make some calls, and there's going to be some lawsuits, man. Oh, I hope you never watch any Sentai shows. Why do they use droids a lot? No, they just like, uh, if people have listened to Live and Let Die Ranger, the internet's best and only podcast about Gosei Sentai Die Ranger, uh, that show is just Star Wars. That show is just Star Wars for like, with, with Kung Fu. Oh, wow. Instead of the Force. They, they lift a lot of, lift a lot of plots. Well, uh, or maybe maybe they're just doing the Hidden Fortress. Maybe they're just doing oh, uh, Kurosawa movies instead. But I don't understand why they're called droids. They're like, because the argument you could make for using the word droid is you go, well, it really means android. These are not. They don't seem to be androids at all. Yeah, I don't. I don't know. But like, I wrote I, like I wrote in my notes, Yoma to Cardians to droids. Cardians come like, from cards. I got it. Cardians come from cards. <laughs> It is a perfectly acceptable name for a creature that comes from a, a card of some description. But where, like, yeah, where's where the, where, where do they get droids? No idea. Well, they just don't, totally they missed the point of Star Wars entirely. I guess <laughs> as as so many have. <laughs> so this one is called Furaiki. Furaiki. 
Yes. And uh, she is which, pretty cool. I like her. Uh, you don't like you her? Like the, you like the drum, the giant, the big drum being played by, uh, by her electric uh, things. Yeah, she's an electric drummer girl. It's awesome. An electric drummer girl. The thing is, she has the, the electric things that are drumsticks. She has the drum. And then, in case that wasn't enough gimmicks, yes. she's also got a holster with a hairdryer in it. So she can create the entirety of a thunderstorm. Except for the water. We don't explain the water part. Yes. But she's got thunder, lightning, and wind taken care of. It's pretty awesome. I like her. I mean, yeah, she's she's fine. I'd go she's see no her boxy. <laughs> She's no boxy, but she's fine. <laughs> Siobhan, do you have, do you have uh, thoughts on Fureki? I feel like all of her design, you know, it's, it's good. Like, it coalesces together, and then they're like, by the way, you gotta have a hairdryer. <laughs> right. Like, they couldn't have come yeah. up with something, like, like maybe another instrument? Like, a, a wind instrument or something? I don't, I don't know. <laughs> That's That would be very funny if all of a sudden she pulled out a <laughs> clarinet and made gale force winds with the clarinet. Also, she has... Uh, she has like red and blue lightning uh, eyeshadow, like uh, you know, practically uh, Ziggy Stardust-ish above her eyes, and then she, she... looks very, very uh, Jim and the Holograms. And she has a unicorn horn. Yeah, lot going on with Freddy. <laughs> lot going on. I think it's cool. Anyway, yeah, the the droids seem to have a lot going on. <laughs> the droids usually are pretty elaborate. So. She crosses a giant rainstorm, thunderstorm, and Usagi is in, in the process of running home. And she is, this is where we find out, also very scared of thunder. She does a, a very funny take where the thunder and lightning happens behind her. And she goes, oh, and like jumps up in the air and her feet go cartoon style. Like, like they don't actually make the sound, but they go zipping. And then she runs home. And then they decide to just be cute for some reason and have her crawling around on the floor talking to Luna in cat positions. Which I'm on board with. <laughs> I also like that Usagi goes home and she's like, hey, mom, mom. And Luna's like, she's not here. <laughs> we told you at breakfast, your mom's your mom went shopping. Usagi is curling around, talking to Luna, being afraid of thunderstorms. And at one point she says, this is in the subtitles and in the new dub. She says, I'm a real pretty witty. Yeah, that is a fact. I'm giving you a long pause to take that in. I'm a real pretty witty, pretty witty, pretty witty. To which witty. Luna replies, now isn't the time for silly puns. Yes, but in the new dub, Luna goes, you're a big drip. Oh! <laughs> and that, that is deke level. That's amazing. That is the best. You Maybe you should, uh, maybe you should like record that for us so we could put it on the podcast oh no i would i wouldn't dare take away from uh your fine job well i can't us with, uh, i can't access that because i don't have the, the dvds well you you've heard it you've heard it from me okay that's, that's all that people need <laughs> i like that the pretty witty and the cat who might be a people are uh at home uh but wait a minute Chibius is is not at home is is Serena wearing, I guess she's wearing stockings. I didn't realize. Is she? She is because yeah. if you look at her feet, you can see the, the lines. Oh, you can see the heel. The yeah. heel and the toes, yeah. Weird. Yeah, I was not expecting that. Anyway. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, so Luna welcome tells to, her. Welcome to Jordan talks about Sailor Moon's feet for an hour. Okay, what am I, Quentin Tarantino? Get out of here. This show. Not a thing. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I just, no- look, I, you can tell I don't, not that concerned uh-huh, with it because uh-huh. I just noticed. Uh-huh. Anyway. Uh-huh. Oh yeah, you really like you you made it sound really casual. <sighs> you, you bastard. 
Luna says to her, you have to go back out in the uh, rain. Get your coat on. You have to go back out. She's like, what? Why? And she goes, because Shibi took a class. A swim class. A swim class in the middle of the day where it's raining. Whatever. I guess you don't think about that when you go to swim class. Now, I I, I wonder if. Well, also, th- this this is not like a storm that was like the planned. news report right, did right, not right. predict this storm. She, she went out to a swim class and it's almost done and you have to go pick her up. And Yusagi throws a little fit. I don't want to, I don't want to, I don't want to. Um, now, I wonder if they made it a swim class because of how horrendously irresponsible the person who's teaching it is. <laughs> the person who just leaves three children outside the building? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> because I, rem- I cause, cause when that happens, I'm like, where is the fucking teacher? And I guess if it was a real school thing, they would probably not let this happen. But they're like, it's a swim class, so maybe that person sucks. No, it I, is at a real school because um, there's a shot of the sign right before we get to it, and it definitely says elementary school. No, that's true, but I mean, like, it's not a school function, so maybe this is like, okay. like not during school session. You know what I mean? Like, this is like the school's having the swim class, but this is not a school day, so there's not a yeah, lot of people like, around. So it's fine if we lose your children. No, well, no, <laughs> exactly, exactly. No, no one is liable. Liability it does not exist. Yeah, because as you said, we we see that it's the elementary school, and we see a zillion parents leaving with a zillion children, and then there are three more children, completely alone inside the school, and you they. Think the other girl looks sort of like Naru. A little bit, yeah. She's a little Naru. Yeah. Thankfully, the well, boy is not have so much energy. The thing is, if you look at that establishing shot of uh, you know when you see like the parents coming to pick up their children, mm-hmm. there is one person walking away from that building who does not have a child. Really, like, that's the teacher. Just then. straight like that is the teacher just bailing out. The person is though carrying two umbrellas, <laughs> which I feel Wait, like I don't, I don't I feel see like that. Where, where are they? She's uh in the the lower right. In the in the the shot of all the people walking away from the no 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 that, we're 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 on top of the school so she's coming towards the school oh okay okay that must be that must be the little girl's mother then okay yeah yeah that, that, so that's cut all wrong. that out cut all that out. <laughs> no we don't have to do that you can make Chris look wrong no never <laughs> banned you're all banned <laughs> so the three children are literally huddled on the floor together crying because they are so scared of the thunder and lightning. Except for, to be fair, Rini is actually not crying. Rini is, uh, which is funny because she is literally the reason that this storm is happening yeah. to upset Rini her. She does not seem to be afraid of lightning. She she really doesn't. They uh, they maybe they got it wrong and they found out that Usagi is afraid of lightning and got the wrong Usagi. Um, I guess <laughs> like that that makes more sense. Maybe they know that, like, someone in the palace in Crystal Tokyo is afraid of lightning. <laughs> and it turns out that that person is, is, uh, Queen, Neo Queen Serenity. Oh, I guess. Yeah. That, well, then again, I, why is she a princess? Why isn't she a queen yet? Because the queen is dead. So she should really be the queen, shouldn't she? Yes. She, I mean, she should be the queen now. That's what I mean. Yeah. <laughs> she should be. I guess when, I guess when she turns 18, she'll be the queen. Rini's the princess. Yeah. Rini's a, a princess. She's Maybe the they're both princesses. They're well, all princesses. Why I was not? gonna say. I was gonna say she's a moon princess, except I guess she doesn't live on the moon, so she's an Earth princess. She's a. St- uh... <laughs> anyway, so uh, they're they're crying on the ground, uh, and Rini is the one going, "Hey, cheer up! Everything's gonna be okay." As Chris pointed out, the girl's mother comes up, takes the girl away, and the girl's happy. Yeah, it's like l- later, other two children who are 
who are not being attended by any adults. Yep. I got things to do. And then for some reason, the two kids go outside so that they can be colder and wetter <laughs> and more pathetic. Maybe the janitor comes by and goes, I don't care where you go. Just get the fuck out of here. But they go outside and, and, and shiver in the cold. And oh, and De- this is a line that made Devin so mad. <laughs> the, the kid, the boy's father pulls up in his van, opens the door and goes, hey, come on. You're going to be late for cram class. To which the answer is, then don't be fucking late picking me up, asshole. I feel like if that kid said that, this would be a very different show. Right, right, right. First, first of all, like very few uses of the F-bomb on Sailor Moon. Let alone from children. It's true. It's true. So now Chibi Yusa, Rini, is all by herself, completely alone. And only now does it really start to get to her. And again, even then, it's not even it's it still hasn't gotten to her. It, it doesn't really get to her until another child and parent walk by having a nice little child parent moment. And then it really hits her that she's so completely and utterly alone. Yeah. And, and here's my question about this scene, because we get like a little colored pencil style sequence yeah. of uh, Chibiusa playing in the rain while she is being watched by her parents. And my question is, is this a flashback or a fantasy? I think it's a flashback. Well, if it's a flashback, like, I mean, you know, we don't see her parents because obviously the show has not yet revealed that uh, Chibiusa is Serena and Darian's daughter from the future. Also, what? <laughs> spoiler. Oh, you ruined this. <laughs> sorry. Show. Sorry, Siobhan. Apologies. But also like the the picture that we see of mommy and daddy. Yeah. Like doesn't look like Memoru and Yusagi. Yeah. Like, the hair there, looks there are, wrong. Like, yeah, yeah. There's one thing that we know that, that is very distinguishing about uh, Usagi, whether it is in the future or whether it is in the Silver Millennium or whether it is current. It's that she has Odangos and the long ponytails, and those are not present. Well, maybe over the course of a thousand years, she tries some different hairstyles. No, no. We know she doesn't. We know she doesn't, Jordan. And then maybe she goes back to them. <laughs> <laughs> she's like goes through a 500 year phase where she doesn't have odangos and then she goes i miss them nostalgia time. i i do not feel like usagi is going to change her look she is in odangos to win it oh so now little rini starts crying i hate rini but i feel bad for her in this episode and i feel sympathy for her in this episode that's that's surprising because you didn't feel sympathy for her when she was missing no i didn't <laughs> because again <laughs> it was she was a missing child. No, justified. Justified. Because, again, when she was a missing child, all we knew of her was she's this person who popped up out of nowhere, was gaslighting Usagi, was trying to steal the silver crystal, pulled a gun on her, all this nonsense, apparently did a war crime, and all of these things. And then she's missing, and all of a sudden Usagi's like, oh my god, where's the little girl gone? And it's like... Good, you, good riddance, you mean, because she is terrible and awful and evil. In this episode, we watch her feel sad and be lonely and cold and wet. I feel bad about that. I mean, look, I have sympathy for her. I'm just surprised that you do. <laughs> okay, all right. Well, I do. Siobhan, where do you, where do you fall? Like, do you like? Because I actually think this episode makes it a little more difficult than it has to to be sympathetic to Chibiusa. So, where where do you fall? I think no, I'm definitely definitely have some sympathy for her i don't i'm curious what's uh bringing you to say that because like feel like being alone soaking wet in the dark and also like lost in time it's pretty sad 
Yeah. I mean, when yeah, you put insensitive it that Chris. Way. <laughs> no, what I'm saying is, Chibiusa crying is the most annoying thing in the world. <laughs> Just the sound of it, like the like it's the the sound of it is awful. And the sound of it is awful in the Japanese audio, and it's awful in the dub. It's awful in the like, deke, too. Chibi- yeah, Chibiusa, like, kind of, you know, requires having a kind of annoying voice, right? She's a little, she's a smarmy little kid. And so, like, the cry, like, you could have done this episode, and we, I feel like we would have got the emotion without the crying. That's, that's where no, I'm at. No, you can't it. have, no. I think it's, it's weird enough at the beginning of this episode how oddly stoic she's being. If she went through this entire episode and did not cry, I would be like, what is wrong with that sociopath of a child? That's what you're like anyway. (laughs) Yes, until this episode. Until this episode. Now I'm feeling sympathy because she's actually showing emotion and crying and I pity her. I mean, maybe maybe she could just not bawl the way she does. It's, (laughs) I don't, I don't like it. So regardless, Serena's running through the rain, trying to get to her. Yeah. Chibiusa decides to leave. Yeah. Like, decides to want, like, Chibiusa is not left in the rain alone. Chibiusa opts to go into the rain alone. She does, okay, she does go out herself, but it's because she's been left alone. And, and in her defense, slightly, I can't believe I'm saying those words in her defense. What is wrong with me? But in her defense, she doesn't think people here like her very much because they don't. Yeah, but she, like, <laughs> she hasn't, like, she hasn't been abandoned. I know. Like, there was an unexpected rainstorm, and Usagi gets there, like, two seconds after she leaves. Like, she is not left alone. I mean, admittedly, it feels like a long time if you're a kid. But she has not been left alone, like, for hours. They've abandoned me! That's what she felt. Yes. yes. <laughs> and so Serena is running along, praying to the lightning and thunder not to, to crash and roar. <laughs> and it doesn't listen and scares her. You know, uh, as you do. <laughs> Meanwhile, Chibi's running through the rain. Yeah, I mean, real pathetic. Like, she she was in a place with an overhang, and she left it to go out into soaking rain. So, yeah, yes, dumb. She, that's the thing. Like, she was inside. She does not have a coat or umbrella. Nope. So, Chibi Yusa being alone and cold and wet and in the dark is of her own doing. So, Yusagi calls home, thinking, I wonder if she went home. And uh, Oh, I am, I am ready to talk about this. <laughs> go for it, man. Okay, so Usagi calls home, landline, the 90s, and we see that Shingo is playing the Sailor Moon Famicom game. He is playing the Sailor Moon game for the NES. I just took a real close look at that game, uh, which I hadn't done. Okay, do you want to just go through it? Yeah, let's talk about all the pieces. First of all, first of all, Sailor Moon's in this game with a gun. Yes, she's shooting a gun. Sailor Moon... So I'm going to shooting a laser gun. She's fighting an alien from the movie Aliens. Yeah, it's totally a giant yeah. xenomorph. She's fighting a xenomorph. Oh, and where is she fighting this xenomorph? <laughs> Mount Rushmore. Yes, it's Mount Rushmore in the background. And then, as always, how do they how do they illustrate how many lives she has left, Chris? Oh yeah, uh, you know how many lives she left because she has left because there's a little bunny rabbit. <laughs> You mean and, her secret identity? Yeah, you know, a little Usagi. <laughs> oh, it's Sh- so dumb. Shingo. Shingo is Usagi Sakino's brother. <laughs> Even if you say, well, I don't know if I'd recognize my sister if she was translated to a side-scrolling NES game. Fair. If 
However, that NES game has a extremely accurate portrayal of uh, your sister's signature hairstyle, which uh, no one else has, and also her name. <laughs> if also like you're like, hey, why did they represent it as a bunny rabbit? Then then maybe that's a clue. Shingo should know. More importantly than that, the people who made this game obviously know Sailor Moon's. They know what Sailor Moon looks like. They know Sailor Moon's real name. And they know zero other things about Sailor Moon. Yes. <laughs> Sailor Moon does, does not fight like, Xenomorphs. Uh, it does look like the gun is firing a pink crystal. So that's like a little bit better than it could be. Maybe. She gets killed by the alien. Oh, so but the point is Shingo refuses to answer the phone because he's busy playing a video game. Yeah. Uh, until the game yeah. kills him. And then he goes and answers and is mad at Yusaki for screwing up his game. And the game over screen is Adorable. like a is Yusaki's face. It is, like, it is exactly Usagi's face. It's true. But yeah, Sailor Moon does not fight Xenomorphs from the movie Alien in America. That is, that is not at all what she does. Who made this game? I need to know who made this game. So Shingo Sammy is furious, and Usagi tells him, well, I'm, you know, I'm calling to see if Chibi's there. Like, she's missing. I don't know where she is. And uh, Sammy is such a giant dick. <laughs> Shingo. He is. I do... I do love that he consistently refers to her as stupid Usagi as though that is her full name. <laughs> that is hilarious to me. Uh, he like hangs and up when on she her. Says, yeah, well, when he says, hey, uh, I went to go pick up uh, Chibiusa and I don't know where she is. His, his response to her is, we'll do a better job of looking then. <laughs> and he hangs up. Shingo, no fucks to give. He's the worst. So, I mean, again, now I'm a little... <sighs> I guess, I don't know. I guess they've bonded at this point. I'm going to give give Rini the benefit of the doubt and assume she hasn't brainwashed Serena into liking her and that they've bonded on some level. But it is a little crazy how concerned she is because, again, she's a pest and a spore. And she's trying to steal her oh. silver crystal. See, that's why I was surprised But I'm still you but, have any sympathy. Because we see it from her point of view. I'm, just, I'm surprised mm. that Serena has the sympathy from her point of view. But from I seeing it from... Chibi's point of view, I get it. So Yusagi's just, again, uh, employing the same method of searching for her that she used a couple episodes ago and is just running full tilt, looking everywhere. Um, Always works. It Apparently Always it works. does. Good thing Tokyo is only like three streets, right? <laughs> Good thing Tokyo is like three streets with six people. And she runs face first into Mamochan. How many times has that happened in this series? Like 37? Uh, it- like... I mean, this is episode 64. So. Yeah, so 64 times. Because, yeah, she just, you know, face first into him, which turns into a hug, which they both enjoy, except for the fact that then Mamoru realizes he's not supposed to be into her anymore, and he has to go, get her, get, get off of me. Yeah, like, I gotta say, again, this Mamoru is the, like, this is the way a rational person should have acted for the past 64 episodes. Because when a 14-year-old girl comes up to him and is like, hey, there's a missing child, he's like, oh, well, we should look for this missing child. And then the 14-year-old girl goes, um, you say you don't love me anymore, but, <laughs> like, when they're, like, when it's Chibiusa and she's missing, I see how it is. And Memory goes, there's a missing child. We should go look for her, you weirdo. <laughs> Like, <laughs> it's their love I child, mean, Chris. It's their love child. 
Chibiusa represents I mean, their love. It's like Mamoru came back from the future and told himself, hey, act rational. No. <laughs> act, act like a real person for a minute. Break up with your 14-year-old girlfriend, but also but also, don't let children wander around unsupervised. I can't believe I have to go back in time and tell myself this. <laughs> and so, so then, then looking. The, the weird part of that being when he tells her off about that, they and they were running off, and she runs behind him, thinking he's so awesome, he's so great. <laughs> <laughs> even even though you pushed me away, I still love you. I wrote in my notes a longing shot of Mamo's butt walking in khakis. <laughs> yep, fact. <laughs> it does. Those those pleated khakis really uh really give him some lift. Okay, um, uh, my, my next definition. note. My next note is... Oh, no, 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 Jordan, you don't get to have the next note. I get My to next have note next is five note. minutes later, so we're going to skip the next couple minutes. Nope. <laughs> nope. <laughs> Folks, friends. By the time this airs, it, it, it'll be February. This should be airing, like, like a little bit before Valentine's Day, right? Let's see. Uh, let me look at the like calendar. The uh, 24th? One, two... Three, no, this is going to be... February. Uh, this will air see. February 1st, I think. Okay, oh. so, so it's February... Love is in the air. And you know where else love is in the air? In the Juban district. Yeah, between Mamo and Usako. Sure, sure. I'll give you that. Okay. Sure. But you know who's on a date right now? You know who's on a for real date? Yeah. Makoto and Ami. Just off on a little quiet date together, not with the other scouts. My note says, oh shit, they're on a date. (laughs) (laughs) Uh... Ami and Makoto are, they're on a date. Like, they are, uh, like, watching, first of all, they are hilariously watching Usagi and Memoru run around in the rain while they eat food together looking out a window in a restaurant. Now, that's great. It doesn't, officially, that's not their story. Officially, that's not the story. Officially, the story is, like, when their friends show up, uh, Makoto goes, oh, I just saw Amy sitting in this cafe at a table for two and just decided to come in. Yeah, because she because it, it started raining. Right, right. Wink. They, look, they don't want to tell their friends yet. Well, Amy does have all her books spread out all over the table. Do you doubt that Amy would bring all her books on a date? Is that what you're trying to tell me? You're trying to tell me math book ain't bringing her homework? I mean, it's kind of rude. Yeah, Ami's kind of rude. No, well, that's uh, true. My favorite line is that uh, Ami... Is like, yeah, I came in here and I've been studying. She's like, I've been studying English, math, social studies, science, Japanese. And then Makoto says, and I've just been studying a milkshake. I know what milkshake she's been studying. Uh, that's not. <laughs> Ami's milkshake has brought Makoto to the yard. Uh. Uh, aside from the milkshake line, uh, I'm going to agree with Chris, uh, but also amplify a little bit if I can. Because <laughs> not only do we have Makoto and Ami. Uh, enjoying a nice time at this restaurant but uh then we've got minako and amy arriving minako together and, uh, and ray yes but, me, minako and ray arriving together and then they all talk about what a crazy coincidence it is <laughs> that like these two pairs of scouts just happen to bump it into each other and hang out random happenstance and i think ray says something about uh how they all think alike uh but Yusagi's the exception. Oh, yeah. She is the worst to Yusagi. Listen, because I, I was going to say, yeah, I know some people like to say that Mina and Rei are an item as well. 
So I'm sure they're thrilled about this scene you, as well. You mean some people like uh, like this official art from the show that I am sending you right now, Jordan? Is oh, that what you mean? Where okay. they're, they're hanging out, holding hands, and making kissy faces? Well, not at each other. <laughs> but yeah, hey, that's... They're the... holding hands, though. Yeah, yeah, they are holding hands. I mean, because friends hold hands. Sometimes. I mean, yeah, like you have never held my hand, but whatever. Well, okay. That's fine. So, yet. Anyway. But, but then, no, what Ray says about Usagi is... Yusagi is like coffee grounds. We do not need her. And I am like, get the fuck out of here. That is the meanest thing you could say. Yeah, her power Usagi's of friendship like brought grounds. you all together. She made this coffee, fucking Ray. Settle down. You would just be hot water. Yusagi is like coffee grounds. Heterosexual coffee grounds. Not like us. That's not what she said. I'm pretty sure that's what she says. <sighs> yeah, but like, yeah, clearly... Two like clearly three dates are going on. Everyone's with their destined lover, Jordan. Where's Chad? Not there. Minako's with uh with Makoto. Where's Greg? Where's Chad? <laughs> I'll tell you, Greg. <laughs> yeah, Greg is not around. Oh, Greg. <laughs> now, now, Siobhan, you have previously said you're new to to the show, and you've more or less been following along with us if if i if i remember correctly uh yes but i did read uh like all of the manga just ah. because i couldn't take the suspense otherwise so and uh <laughs> as well the sailor v books which is why it's really disappointing that she has so much personality in codename sailor v that's not not really coming off the screen very much right now yeah no it's true yeah we'll get there i got we'll get there. Uh, for former guest of the show, Jordan Witt, uh, for Christmas, I got her codename Sailor V 1 and 2. So uh, I look forward to having her back on the show to, to it, and to find out what she thought of that as someone who was also new to Sailor Moon. But uh, so who's, whose side are you? Like, I assume you're on my side because it is they are canonically a couple. Uh, but in the in the Amimako debate, do, do you side with me or do you side with Jordan? Uh, initially, like when you first brought it up, I, I didn't see it, but I've, I've come around and Minako and Ray in the manga, like 100% is there. Yeah. Wow. Oh, it's, it's super there in the manga. All right. All right. Well, you know, maybe it is. I, somebody, somebody tweeted at me very angrily, uh, for denying the subtext, the, denying the lesbian subtext in the show. And I wrote back saying, I'm de not denying any subtext. I'm denying text. <laughs> I I was saying like, I, uh, but you know maybe maybe I uh, I mean look I, you you are definitely you are definitely denying a little bit of the subtext that I am but I will admit that I am amplifying the subtext no but I'm, that's what I'm saying uh, I'm not denying that you you could okay because because here's the thing <laughs> fandom has a way of taking any close friendship and and making it into a relationship that's that's true and so. I mean, I think there's room for friendships, too. And I think there's a definite canonical close friendship between a lot of characters that is text. And you can say there's a subtext of love, of romantic love. That's fine. It's a subtext, though. I don't think it's text. I think subtext and text are different. I mean, I, I, I'll, I'll give you that. But uh, except in the case of Ami and, uh, and Makoto, it is text. So... <laughs> Uh, they are all on their double date at the at the the milkshake shop, talking about how much they hate their other friend. <laughs> they are the worst. Is... The friend who brought them all together. Let's the friend who brought them all together. Like the way coffee grounds brings coffee together. 
and then you throw it away because you're careless. That's right. We should just throw Sailor Moon in the compost pile. <laughs> that would be terrible. <laughs> I guess there is a pile for every bag of coffee grounds. Yes, it's true. There's a, a trash pile for every used coffee filter. <laughs> outside the uh, the milkshake date, outside Pop Tates. Uh, Oddly enough, not just un- outside it, but under it. They're in a second story diner, <laughs> which is unusual. Yeah. And so huddling in an, an alley, an entryway, I'm not quite sure what, what she is. A garage, Is Chibiusa with the Luna P, which she has not turned into an umbrella for some reason. Oh, yeah, she's uh, literally done that before. She has literally that done that before. That umbrella is only for hypnotizing. <laughs> okay, fair, fair. Hypnotize the storm into going away. Uh, instead, she pokes the Lunapi in the nose, and uh, you'd think for however long in the future that Chibiusa is from, that they would have better screen technology. But nope. then I suppose that it's going across time. So this is like this is like a bad Skype connection over time, right? <laughs> yes. So in 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 the eye of the Luna Ball, uh, it, it, she communicates with Pooh, <laughs> uh, who she Poo. calls Pooh. Who says P and two U's. Yeah, P and two U's. Who she's like, I want to go home. I want to see my mom. I want to get out of here. This sucks. And Pooh says, no, no, you have to stay. You've got a responsibility. You need to get the silver crystal. And then you'll see your mother. Give it some time. Everything's going to be okay. Uh, One day the evil ones will perish and then you will be happy. (laughs) This is what I wrote down in my notes. This is what I wrote down in my notes. Uh, Spoiler warning, everybody. We're going to find out soon. Sailor Pluto just told a five-year-old girl to be patient and wait for her enemies to die. Yep. That happened in the show. Interestingly, in the Deke dub, they ignore the fact that that's Sailor Pluto, and they just give it Luna's voice. But that's, I mean, it's clearly a people. Like, she's clearly talking to I a know, people, not a know, but they just absolutely straight up give it Luna's voice. Mm. 100% exact Luna voice. Not even, like, a difference at all. Because she's talking Don't about like the Luna ball. It's very weird. It's very weird. At any rate. Well, a Sailor Pluto tells a five-year-old to, to, that she will outlive her enemies, which is good motivation. Maybe not for a kid. Maybe not for uh, a child. Oh, so, Oh, wait. Hold on. Hold on. I have another line that makes no sense. Okay. Deke version of this show. Instead of calling Serena coffee grounds, they are talking about how, how, how coincidental it is that they're all together. And they're talking about that it's karma that brought them together uh, tonight, and uh, except for one of them. And then they say, yeah, Serena doesn't – this is the full quote. Serena doesn't have a karmic bone in her body except food. <laughs> Which I was like, what? What does that mean? Wow, that one really got you. <laughs> Serena doesn't have a karmic bone in her body except food. Yeah. <laughs> I don't I have no idea how that makes any sense whatsoever. Oh, that makes no sense. Yeah. That is that is beautiful. The amount of sense that doesn't make is amazing. Uh, I actually just looked up Chibiusa in the Guardians of Order role-playing game book, oh. by the way, to see if they had her birthday listed. Okay. Uh, same day as and Serena's. And her birthday. Yeah, it's the same day as Serena's, but I was looking for the year because oh. I wanted to know, like, 
when in the future is she is she born? Uh, right, here we it go. Says here, like, they don't have her stats listed like they do with the other scouts. Like uh. she's way at the end. Like she's after Sapphire and Prince Diamond and and all that. Uh, she's she's like right before Wise Man, but uh, it does say that she is from the 30th century. Okay. So I mean, well, I mean, like we still uh, so. Uh... Uh, Siobhan, the the episodes haven't aired yet, but our last guest told us that she's actually like 800 or 900 years old. Okay, because um, that is in the manga, and I wasn't sure if it was in the show or not, We're and not sure I yet. got confused when I tried to find out. We're horrified by this prospect, and I, I, yeah, that, I, that makes her way worse. <laughs> I don't know why you even brought it up, because I retconned that. <laughs> Chris, Chris banned that fact. <laughs> I immediately banned that fact from the show. <laughs> Because I am uncomfortable with the idea of being a 900-year-old, five-year-old. Have you guys seen Dude. Interview with a Vampire? Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's what she makes me think of, Kristen Dunst. But at least, like, she matures as an entity. You know what I mean? Like, she doesn't mature as a body, but she matures as an entity. Can uh, you imagine being afraid of lightning and thunder for 900 years? <laughs> <laughs> Well, what's the weather like in Crystal Tokyo? Like sunny skies every day, huh? Maybe. We'll find out it's, in a thousand it's bubbly years. Bubbly with a chance of lightning dragons. I oh, think. terrible. So, so uh, lightning happens. Everybody gets lightning. scared. Yeah. Now, Chibi also talks about how she wants to use her key to go back through time. And this is, I think this is the first time that we actually see the key, right? Like we get a, we know it's there because it shows up in her first episode. But for the first time, we're actually getting a good look at it. And if you haven't figured it out yet... The key looks exactly like the cutie moon rod. <gasps> it is, it is the same thing. Like it's even got the little heart and the little crown on top of it. What does it unlock? Uh, it unlocks time. Oh my god, you're right. It doesn't look uh, exactly like it. It looks a little like it. Uh, no, it's like it's pretty much the same thing. No, the rod it has doesn't a, have the wings. And the rod has a round ball, a round red ball at the top. This has a weird golden heart. Oh, I, I guess so. I guess it, it looks like. Eh, I think it's close enough. It's close. But it's so so. But 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 what it does is nonsense. Like this is crazy. This makes no sense. So she gets. So basically, the lightning happens again, and and Shibuya says, "You know what? I don't care what Pooh says. I'm going home." She grabs her key. She goes, "Take me home." We get a giant special effect. <laughs> we get like refracting light, and then all of a sudden, he turns off everywhere above her. And, and and by the way, in case you didn't get it enough from the scene where Ami was like, yeah, we're on a date, but I wanted to study all of these subjects. When the weird light effect starts happening, the little strings of, of prismatic light, Ami goes, my textbooks, and then starts gathering up her textbooks. Yes. <laughs> we get a, we get some funny gags here because, yeah, she's, she's, she's protecting her textbooks. Uh, all the girls start floating. Ray's head goes up Mina's dress, to which Mina replies, stop peeking. Yeah, no, no subtext, right, Jordan? No subtext. <laughs> Nobody wants anybody looking up their dress. That's, that doesn't have to be... Anyway, and then Amy goes into a weird bullshit science speech about it. Yeah, she's like, There's, the only explanation is that Earth's gravity has disappeared, but everything's normal outside. Uh, and she's so happy. She's so happy to be doing zero-gravity science. Yes. Yeah. Minako tells her, uh, Ami, this is no time for difficult science. And I feel like this is time for difficult science. Like, when, when gravity has been turned off, that is when you have to pull out the science. And then uh, Jupiter goes swimming by, the only one who is able to get around 
at all, apparently. Uh, I do want to talk about how uh, super cute Ami and uh, Makoto's outfits are, by the way. Uh, Let's wait till the end, because there's a good shot of all of the scouts standing on a staircase so you can see them all. All right, fine, fine. We'll wait. So uh, down below, Chibi is floating, all the fruit in the market around her is floating and then yeah. she cries Down more below in the, in the produce section. Yes. Of this diner. I don't know what's going on, but she gets so upset that she cries and she shoots off her magical beam into the air. And that is what clues, uh, who I want to call Prisma, but who is named really something else with a P pets. pets. It clues pets into where she is. So her and the droids start coming for her. Can you, can we talk about the key? Why is it helpful to make everything zero gravity? And why didn't she go back in time? I don't think she, like, can she use the key without the silver crystal? Pooh implied she could. She was just saying it would be dangerous. Well, I mean, I guess this is the danger. <laughs> you, you might float around and not go back? I guess. that, But that's really weird. I mean, it, I guess, like, if you, if you don't have the proper tools, what you're just going to get is an unpredictable effect. Like, maybe it'll turn off the gravity. Maybe it'll take you back to dinosaur time. <laughs> I want to see that episode. I think I of all the things that too. I think of all the things that could have gone wrong. This seems like pretty minor. It's at least localized, um, and she's not getting stomped by a dinosaur. So maybe it'll take you to a multi-dimensional chaos world. The, little dr- the electric drummer girl shows up, and she starts uh, pounding on her drum and shooting bolts of electricity. Um, I want to point out in the Deke version, she is singing songs she's mostly singing the um the like death knell she's like pounding drum most of the time yeah that is not a a thing that is going on uh in the uh in the or the the subtitled version she's just saying noises uh usagi sees uh her getting zapped at and uh she goes to um run in and of course she starts floating around as well more uh, I just sent you guys a, a screenshot because I wanted you to take note of the fact that when Chibiusa and the monster arrive, we get a shot of the scouts floating. And Ami has just reopened her math book and is comfortably sitting in midair, like just still, still going after that math book. <laughs> what are those green I things? Love, I have, oh, I know I what they are. are. Light fixtures. Yes, they're the light fixtures. Yeah, I figured it out at the same yeah. time. Ami even has, like, a glass of orange juice with a straw in it positioned so that she can just, like, turn her head. Probably. Like, Ami is adapting to her new zero-gravity lifestyle yeah. very easily. It's very weird that we're floating in gravity, but I can't waste this time. <laughs> I have studying to do. This is what it was allotted for. So, yeah. so, so Yusagi goes inside. She starts floating as well. Chibi gets pretty good at air swimming and is able to swim up to where the other scouts are, as you mentioned. And they all, by the way, not only do they all recognize that this is a monster, she is pretty monster looking, so that's understandable. But they all know that the monsters are called droids. Yeah. <laughs> and they all go, a droid! Which makes no sense because she is not robotic in any way. I have no idea. So Usagi transforms. We get a Sailor Moon transformation. And then when she shows up, she's very clearly like part of the zero gravity effect. Oh, yeah. Right? Like she's, she's very clearly like floating into the room. But when she does her, like, she does her speech, she does her, you know, you're unforgivable in the name of the moon, I'll punish you speech. That is not done in zero gravity. They, like, and I think the implication, like, when we see her, there's this great shot of her posing, but she's, like, bracing herself on a door jam, like, in a weird way, so yeah. that she's she's right side up. But then she, like, does her pose. She makes and, it like, work. I, I know that it is too much to ask. 
Sailor Moon is never going to use new animation when they can use old animation, and I get that. Like, they did it once, it looks great, that's how it's going to be forever. But also, I do wish they would have reanimated her, like, done a weird... Like, they could have rotated it just so that she's floating while doing her uh, her speech pose. Like, I would have liked to see that, because they don't even put her hair up. No. Which well, I think is a fun effect that they do in the normal, like, when they actually are doing new animation. Yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah, they're they're just they're not gonna redraw anything. But you're right, her hair is floating all over the place when you see her not in reused animation. Mm-hmm. She's mad because she's uh, she uh, this droid is unforgivable because she's ruining the peace with explosions and and uh, drums and uh, thunder. She's gonna fight, except her most powerful weapon, guys. You poo pooed it, but her most powerful weapon is her hair dryer, where she keeps blowing all the scouts <laughs> away. <laughs> uh, it's very effective. And then she electrocutes Sailor Moon. She straight up electrocutes Sailor Moon. Sailor Moon uh, is totally electrified. We see like an x-ray skeleton. Yep. Uh, this looks like it really hurts. Sa- I want to talk about Sailor Moon's skeleton. <laughs> okay, talk about her skeleton. Because I freeze-framed it on Sailor Moon's skeleton, which is amazing because they superimpose the skeleton on a silhouette of Sailor Moon. So the skeleton has to match Sailor Moon's proportions. And is bananas. Oh, I, can you can you screen cap it? Yeah, yeah. Do you want me to do you want me to send it to you guys real quick? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I'm yeah. I'm trying to pause on it and I can't. It's very difficult. Okay, here I've actually got it pulled up right now and it's it's great. Yeah, I can't I can't get it here. So it's uh, not from this episode, but another thing that happens for a second that I never get to see in Sailor Moon is uh, <laughs> do you guys know what flashes during Ray's um, like countdown for Fire Soul? Oh, I don't know. No. There's like, like something huddled in a fire. I can't, just can never see it. Oh, I will, I will frame by frame it. But okay, so you guys are looking at her skeleton, right? Yeah, yeah. that's you know amazing. How people have like three ribs and a collarbone, <laughs> and like, the, and the, just really huge eye sockets. <laughs> that's a pretty amazing skeleton. That's pretty great. And, and your pelvis is just shaped like a domino mask. <laughs> And you have tiny, <laughs> tiny little hands and tiny, tiny little feet at the end of like eight foot long uh, leg bones. That's pretty it, like, great. It's amazing. I wish it is I wish amazing and delightful. I wish she had hair bones in her hair. <laughs> that That's was, the reason I first, like last night watching it. The reason I paused it was to see if she had bones in her hair. Because doesn't she like doesn't she have bones in her hair in a previous episode? I don't. Or is that it, like, can't Luna's be true. Tail, maybe. Oh, Luna's tail would, sure. That that's true. Cats do have tails or tail bones, yeah. Yeah. But like I feel like there have been bones in Usagi's hair in previous <laughs> episodes. This is great. So uh Usagi's getting electrocuted, and then guess who shows up with a rose? Yay! Ooh. <laughs> Tuxedo mask. This must mean he really loves her. Does it? <laughs> does it mean that he really loves her? <laughs> <laughs> sure it does I, and he his speech is their speeches are always ridiculous and his is like like when played properly a drum is an instrument that brings joy to all the children you're a disgrace to musicianship i don't <laughs> i don't understand like is the droid going to feel bad about this it's also great because question. he bursts the drum with his rose he, yes. he he goes right through that giant bass drum she's beating then he holds up his fist with roses between each of his fingers. It's yep. like the cover to Wolverine number one. 
And he throws and him. And he goes, and he says, play a fun folk rhythm and dance to that instead. Which is the worst badass line I have ever heard. But what's crazy is he throws the roses all at the same time and they land not at the same time. They land like thunk, 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 thunk. And it's like, how are they doing that when he went all of them at the same time? He's very skilled. He's amazing. (laughs) He threw them all at different speeds so they would arrive a second apart, but still fast enough that they could pierce the ground with their stems. I assume he does this because, you know, like we've we've seen the scouts get new upgraded attacks, but he's like, you know, like rose, roses are so great. This is clearly my ultimate move. I just need like four of them uh, at once. That's, that's it. I'm good. Yeah. His attack, like if this is his ultimate attack, what do you think his first two were that we didn't see? He threw his hat one time, didn't he? And he did. He did. No, he transforms by throwing his hat. Oh, right, right. That's his transformation. He has the cane. He has stretcher cane. Yeah, stretcher cane. He has the cane. Yeah. Jordan, what accessories did he come with? He came with uh, the cane, a rose, the locket, the hat, uh, and then a bunch of faces and hands. So, rose, cane. There you go. The monster gets halationed. Yep. Uh, Berthier shows up to stand next to Pets and goes, Go, looks like you failed. <laughs> Which is bringing back that zoocyte dynamic that I love so much. Yep. Uh, and Pets just goes, shut up. I'm leaving. Yeah. And then they both Peace leave. Out. And they decide they don't want to fight in zero gravity, and so they bail. Which is sensible. And then Tuxedo Mask slips on a can. Yeah, like we get a, like he does a pratfall. Why? I don't know. Because he sucks. Oh, we forgot to talk about something actually super important. This is the first time Chibi has ever seen Sailor Moon. Yeah, I guess that's true. I guess that is, that is correct. When she shows up, she's like, who are you? So this is the first time she's ever seen Sailor Moon. So Chibi says, it's my fault. We're all floating. She basically grabs her key and like calms down and then gravity is restored and everybody falls and gets hurt. And uh, we laugh at them, I guess. And they're all like, what is that thing? We won't let us see it. And she's like, no, all I wanted to do was go home. She, she's very non forthcoming with information. Yeah, like, I wish Pooh would have just said, hey, go talk to Usagi, tell her why you need the silver crystal, you know, let everybody know what's up. Like, <laughs> why does Sailor Pluto not say, hey, you can trust the Sailor Scouts? Right. Well, why does like, she not already know Sailor that? Moon. I yeah. guess they don't do Sailor Scouting in the future because they don't have to. Everything's too cool. Also, I really want to make this clear. Everyone looks exactly the way they look in the future. Yeah. <laughs> Usagi yeah. is not going to age. Yeah, it's true. It's true. We'll have to keep an eye out. Maybe they gave her specific instructions not to. Uh, I don't know why. We'll have to watch. At so any rate, finally, gravity no, 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 is no. Back on. Well, yeah. So gravity is back on, and so everybody's pressuring her to tell us what's going on. Explain everything to us. Explain everything to us. Yeah, like we 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 love you, and we want to help you, and we care about you, and we want to do what's right by you. Just tell us what's going on. Just tell us what's going on. And then Tuxedo Mask goes, "Hey, man, sometimes you you just can't tell people shit. <laughs> Let her alone." And Rini's like. This guy gets me and runs to him and <laughs> yeah. hugs me. Hugs him. S- scumbag tuxedo mask <laughs> yep. is back in full effect. <laughs> and so they end up hanging out together, the two of them, and she sings a little song about it. Oh, like, my, my favorite part is, like, Chibius is like, yeah, I just want to go home. And the scouts are like, okay, where do you live? <laughs> like, Mars literally goes, where do you live? Where mom and dads live. Duh. Yeah, like, uh, like, if. Uh, a thousand years old, nine hundred years old. So you got to retcon that fact. So, Bam. so here's here's uh, get ready. I'm gonna do a command performance okay. of uh, the Deke Tuxedo Mask song. Are you ready? So ready. It, it will be a, a tune you you recognize. 
It goes like this. Rain or shine, I'm happiest when I'm with Tuxedo Mask because he makes me smile and he makes me laugh. I just love Tuxedo Mask. The end. I gotta say, that's that's your best one. <laughs> you fucking bastard. Um. <laughs> <laughs> uh. Like I was, I was just throw a little uke under that, bro. <laughs> a full orchestrated version. I'll get, I'll get a symphony. Uh, she uses tuxedo mask song. Yikes. Well, that's that's Rini's tuxedo mask song. Uh, I guess that's true. I guess that's true. Pretty great. Oddly enough, Serena is able. Yusagi slash both are able to overcome their jealousy. There's a beautiful rainbow, and Serena is like, you know what? She's a little kid. She's happy. That's nice. And, and look, it's a beautiful rainbow. And then we get the shot of the, all five scouts posing on a staircase where Chris can examine their outfits. So cute. So <laughs> cute. Great outfits today. Uh, like, first of all, Usagi is wearing a uh, green raincoat that is the shape of a bell. <laughs> yeah, a little bit. Uh, which I, like, I love it when Usagi ends up in these weird, like like bell-shaped clothes because remember that episode where she was like wearing that big jacket big jacket yeah i mean the tennis ball yes obviously (laughs) but like the episode what episode was it It, i think it was it was another one where they were hanging out at the shrine and isagi was had that big quilt on (laughs) okay do you remember this not really but i'll take your word for it it's it's a very funny scene but the other scouts uh meanwhile have uh super super cute outfits especially uh Ami and Makoto's outfits are great. Uh, Ami's got this really cute light blue dress with a, like a belt on it. And it, it kind of, you know, uh, I guess it's an A-line uh, skirt below the belt. Uh, Makoto's wearing this orange kind of halter top uh, with a color. And then these super high-waisted pants. Yes, obscenely <laughs> high-waisted. That's Ridiculously insane. Ridiculously high-waisted. But they've got like buttons up the sides, like over her hips, which I think are really cute. Uh, and then, you know, Ray's in like a crop top and shorts and Minako's in a, uh, another, a slightly different dress, but the, like Ray, Mina's, Mina's dress is like a sickly green. <laughs> like it's, it's not, it's like a, like a pale, it's like a, like a, like a fifties linoleum green. Okay. Like, like she looks like a fifties kitchen. Not ideal. It's all I'm saying. It's not, it's not her best look, but, uh, Makoto makes those ridiculous high-waisted pants work. I think. Yeah, yeah. And if I saw them on a real human being, I'd be like, what's wrong with that person? Like, why are they wearing those? Because, uh, I mean, again, at some point, I forget what movie it was. Oh, no, it was the Jean-Claude Van Damme movie, Lionheart, I saw. And it was people were wearing jeans that high. And I was like, I can't believe this is a thing that that, that happened. Here you go, Jordan. Here you go. Oh, no. Are you sending me a picture of someone with high-waisted jeans? That's bananas. Well, th- it is see, pretty- that's... Because of all the crazy accessories to that one, it makes it work a little better. He yeah, sent a picture of jeans that have like a weird flap in the front with all these buttons on either side and like It's like the sailor style. Yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. See, like because because those are not just normal, you know, button front jeans, like it looks like that's what Makoto's wearing for the most part, isn't it? Yeah, she, I mean hers aren't jeans. They're like Yeah, no, no. They are the they're pants, but like it's I think slacks. I think it's very cute. I don't want to say slacks. It's a terrible word. All right. And they're standing outside of a building called Physical. <laughs> yeah, why not? What, what else would it be called? What else would you call a building? Oh, wait, hold on. The, the, the sign changed. 
when it when it changed position and now it's called Yoshizawa. That's funny. There you go. It's the same sign but with different letters. The end. I feel like we learned a lot from this episode. Sure. Uh, what were we supposed to learn from this episode, Jordan? Do we have a Sailor Moon says? We sure do. what I'm afraid of and try to understand why it's making me scared. Because knowledge is power, and if we understand what's making us scared, it helps make it go away, especially when we learn there's nothing to be afraid of. I like to talk to my mom, because she's afraid of some of the same things I am. It makes me feel better. Lots of adults are scared of things, too, so talk to them. It helps. Sailor Moon says... Actually, a relevant moral. Yeah, that's one of the better ones, except for one thing. The part where Mina is talking about how she loves talking to her mom. Yeah, we know that's not the case. That is a lie. <laughs> My mom's also afraid that I'm going to fail. <laughs> Very true. Yeah. Or uh, Minako and her mom. So what did we learn? Uh, Siobhan, did you learn a lesson from this episode? I learned that even though you may think that gravity is like an essential part of your day-to-day life, if you're determined, you can still find a way to study without it. It's true. I learned that electricity is very painful, but it's no match for a good uh, blow dryer. So that's your best weapon. I learned that if you're on a date with one of your friends and you encounter two of your other friends and they are also clearly on a date and talking about milkshakes, just be cool. Just be cool. Everybody knows what's up, but you don't have to like put it out there yet. Just be cool. You think they're all in on it? Oh, I think they're all in on it. I think everybody but Usagi is in on it. (sighs) That does it. Good parts in this episode. But I like oh, this like, one. I like this one. It's cute. Do you? Okay. Okay. It's like, it's not one of my favorites, but I think like, I think Chibiusa comes off as a little too annoying and everything around her is a little too contrived. Like we don't like, like I don't kudos to them for not having poo <laughs> say, Hey, this is exactly why you're here. As you know, Chibiusa, like blah, blah, blah. <laughs> but like also, we get this like weird contrivance of Chibiusa not telling anyone why she is there. Chibiusa saying, I want to go home. And Mars going, where do you live? And Chibiusa not at least saying, I live in Crystal Tokyo with my mom and dad, who look exactly like these two jerks. <laughs> uh, I don't things, know. things get dragged out. On things get like, dragged out, yes. That's if true. Sailor Moon has one big flaw as a series it's that things get dragged out for a really long time but i i I mean let me just say chris you're changing your tune okay in that season one we both used to say that the filler episodes were the best episodes yeah but this but this isn't really a a pure filler episode this is an episode that advances the plot like we've never seen Pooh before yeah, I guess that's true. It's so awkward to say that. It really is. Every time. <laughs> We've like, never seen Pooh before. We've never seen Pooh before. Not until Chibiusa <laughs> got here. I, I just feel like it's... There is a way to do this better, I think. And I think we're going to get better stuff going forward. Siobhan, what did you think of the episode? Um, I think overall I'd say I liked it. I hadn't realized until we watched this that Chibi hadn't seen Sailor Moon before. Um, so going over that story beat like kind of surprised me um i thought we'd already gotten there but i did like just having some hints of like what chibi is actually trying to do like why she's frisking everyone and going through their apartments and overall i thought it was fun i did think all of the zero gravity stuff was pretty hilarious yeah the zero gravity stuff is really great but i also feel like if 
Jordan, you know, Jordan, if your theory that they look different when they're Sailor Scouts is like because of magic, you know, magic is what keeps people from recognizing them. Yeah. Then when Chibiusa sees Sailor Moon, she should be like, Mom, what's up? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you'd think so. <sighs> she's, But instead, she's like, who are you? Well, no, again, I mean, it's possible that she's never seen Sailor Moon, but that doesn't explain why she doesn't recognize Usagi. Because like I said, yeah. it's possible that in the future, everything is so great and there's no bad guys, so they never Sailor Scout anymore. Oh, but I do want to point out that when we, like... Eventually, we're going to see Mamoru in the future wearing a tuxedo and a fucking mask. That's going to happen. Anyway, uh, yeah, not not a bad episode. I feel like there's a lot there's a lot to like about it. There's a lot of fun set piece stuff and some really, really fun Black Moon Clan stuff there at the beginning. Like, I, I love seeing as we've we've gone through before. I love seeing the villains have character. And like, even if the character is just like them kind of sniping at each other, getting that and then the way that it sets up the way they're going to act after they get refreshed, collationed, whatever it is, is, is fun. So another, a, a, a solid episode, but not one of my faves. Okay. That's fair. Uh, and so with me talking so much, uh, Siobhan, we have finally come to the end of the episode. Thank you so much for joining us going through the, all the, the technical difficulties that have been cut out of the show. But before you, you leave us for good, that sounds like you're dying. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Before we end the episode, where can everybody find you online? Uh, everybody can find me on Twitter at Siobhan Ish, which is spelled S-H-I-V-A-U-N-I-S-H. Awesome. You can find me on Twitter at Crackshot with a zero for an O. You can find our great production guy, Jake Mason, on Twitter at JJ underscore Mason. You can also check out his other podcast, The Morphin Grid where they will morph. Fact. They do not morph. No? Yes, we do. No, the the I'll explain it later. Okay. Jordan. We totally morph. Uh, you can find me at about.me slash Chris Sims. That's C-H-R-I-S-S-I-M-S. That'll give you links to everything, Twitter, Tumblr, etc. You can find the show at Sailor Business, and you can email the show at sailorbusinesspodcast at gmail.com. Uh, any thoughts you have on the episodes, any questions you have for our guests or for Jordan and I, uh, any clarifications you have on anything that happens in Sailor Moon or any weird bootleg action figures you can send to either of those places and we will see them and enjoy them. Thank you so much for listening. Be here next week for episode 65 of Sailor Moon R, which is called Dispute Over Love, Minako and Makoto's Conflict. And until then, keep your mind on Sailor Business. to herself. Rain or shine, I'm happiest when I'm with Tuxedo Mask. But she is just a kid, and it is nice to see her happy. <laughs> <laughs>